Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. This is your source for practical advice from experienced individuals who are here to help you get that position you've been pining for. Now, some people are great on paper, but they struggle when they get into the interview. Our guest for this episode says you can give yourself an edge by stealing with your eyes when you walk into the building. Sandra Long is joining us today. She's the owner and president of Post Road Consulting LLC, and that's in Westport, Connecticut. And she's sharing her expertise with us on the show. How are you doing today, Sandra? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Tim. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on and bring your experience to our listeners. And I wanted to start with simply asking about that phrase. What do you mean by stealing with your eyes? Thanks, Tim. Well, when I say stealing with your eyes, I'm really saying it's very simple to be observant. And it's being observant when you're walking into the interview, the whole time you're there, and before you get there. There's a lot of things you can do just to be observant that will help you ace your interview. So why do you see this as being such an important topic and subject, really, for job seekers out there? Well, I think, you know, you want to use everything you can to to improve your chances and to give yourself the greatest advantage with an interview. And a company, any company that you're interviewing with, they want to know that the person that they're interviewing is really interested in their company. They Mm -hmm. care about that. They want to hire somebody that shows a lot of interest. So if you're observant, there's quite a lot of little nuggets you can get that can help you show your interest and show that you're really on the ball and and focused on that company. The interesting part of this is, and we chatted a little bit uh, a few days ago before the show, of course, the idea is that you research the company, and we hear that a lot, but where did this idea come from as far as being observant when you're physically in the room, in the building? I mean, is that something you learned or developed somewhere? So, thanks. Yeah, I, I um, learned that along the way for many years of experience in sales, and I'd like to say that job seekers are very similar to salespeople. You have to be observant. You have to solve a problem. So, the idea of stealing with your eyes meant that if I'm going to go in and talk to a company about selling them, I really want to be listening to them sure. and I want to be observing so that when I'm talking to them, I can be relevant and I can bring up an area where I can really help them. It's the same thing with an interview. If you observe something that you feel it, you know, is noteworthy or that's something that you can help with, why not you know, bring that up in, in, in an appropriate way? I think that's a great way to sort of summarize and we will get into some of those details as we move along here as to some of the things you're talking about specifically. Going back a little bit before you get into the building, as I mentioned, we all hear about researching an organization and understanding them before you go in. But what do you think should be the number one priority to look for when you're doing research on that company? So that is the great, a great question. It's very important. You can't underestimate the research you, you have before you go into the company. And I often hear people say, well, yes, research the company. There's much more you can do to put, you know, to give yourself an advantage. Right. So in addition to the company, you want to understand the industry. You mm. want to really learn a little bit about the industry, understand the language. That's going to set you apart because if you're not able to sort of speak the language of the company, then you're going to seem like an outsider. Hmm. The other big thing is people. I really believe it's not just you interview, when you're, you research the company, the industry, the people, meaning I want to know the person I'm interviewing with. Usually you have the name in advance. Right. So you're able to look that person up on LinkedIn, find out a little bit about them. What, or maybe there's a bio on the website. There's a lot of ways you can get information. Nowadays, it's much easier than it ever was. And then the position. So if you've got a very specific position that you're interviewing for, you need to know about that position and think through in advance, why do I match up to what they're looking for? 
So it's all those four elements make up the you know advanced research that you want to do. I think that's great, great advice there. And as you said, it's sort of a we're in a golden age of being able to find that stuff out before you even get into the office or to the building, you know, to get that information. So let's let's take it to that next step. Then you did your research ahead of time, which of course is great, but uh, sometimes you have to be on the inside to see those real intricate items. You're in the lobby. What can you learn simply from being in the lobby or in that you know front area of the of the building that you can actually use in the interview? Okay, great, great question. So. You can learn so much in the lobby. I mean, just by being there, you can, first of all, you know, there's whatever they're putting on their wall in their lobby that's really shows what's important to them, the values of the company. It might be an award that they won. It might be any, any kind of thing, photos of their employees. It tells a little mm-hmm. bit about their culture so that you understand the business. You might see, you know, maybe there's a project that, that somehow or another is creeping into the lobby or the, or the hallway. So say, there, say you go into a company and maybe you're a marketing major and you're going in to apply for a position and there's all kinds of boxes and uh, publications or items that are going to be used for a trade show. By asking the question, you know, even with the people that are in the lobby, oh, what's coming up? I see you've got a lot of, you know, a lot of movement here. Finding out what's happening, what's, what do you observe and using that and really just being friendly and inquis- mm-hmm. inquisitive and helpful, you can learn a lot of things so that maybe there's a way when you see that there's this trade show going on, there's a lot of activity, you know, that's a great way to segue into a conversation about event planning or whatever your marketing area of interest is. That's just an example. Well, that was another area I was going to ask about as far as being in the lobby or just even in front of the building, maybe before you head in. Do you look to make conversation with people that are working there? Is that an okay strategy? Do you keep it short and just high and and pleasant? Or can you get into actual conversation? What's sort of your thought process with that? Yeah, I I think it's a good idea to have a friendly conversation. That's the whole idea. I think, you know, when, when interviewers, they will sometimes consider how someone comes into a lobby and how they, how friendly they are. That is sometimes considered. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing you can, you can learn from people, it's always a good idea. I don't care whether you're interviewing or not to come into a lobby. And sometimes that's a tough job for those people. They've, they're greeting people and whatnot to be as friendly as possible and, you know, to learn what you can, be inquisitive, you know, not driving the person away from their work that they've got to attend to. But, you know, just being an open and friendly person really will help you along the way. And in the lobby, that's a great way to, a great person to, to talk to and just be friendly with. And that definitely applies just from my own experience. I think you're exactly right that that first person you meet can uh, can give you give you some insight as well as uh, maybe give you that edge up when you get into the, the interview itself. I mean, another example in the lobby, which I always do, you know, you're coming in. A lot of times you can see who else has been coming in. There's a visitor login. Okay. So again, that again, from a competitive perspective, I thought from a my sales background, you sometimes can learn, well, how many people are interviewing? Or, you know, am I, am I, where do I stand? Am I coming in at four o'clock after a whole day of interviews? That gives you a sense just from, again, observing everything around you and asking the person in the lobby, oh, have you guys had a full day of interviews? Well, there you go. You kind of have a sense of what they've been facing that day. Sure, sure. Oh, I, that, I, that's definitely something I've not heard before. So I think uh, something people can keep in mind when they head into their next interview. Let's move it past that lobby portion and you're going to go into the interview. Sometimes it will take place in an individual's office. Mm-hmm. What am I looking in that room for? Why am I scanning it? What, am, what exactly can I gather from just that person's office? All right. So I always love it when I, when, whether it's any kind of meeting, going into a, a blank, you know, empty conference room versus someone's office, it's always more enjoyable mm-hmm. to go to an office because you get a sense of the person. And again, people hire people. So if you can, if there's any way that you can connect, you know, by be, being observant about what's in their office, and I'm not 
talking about being phony, but, you know, you come into someone's office and they might have a picture of their soccer, their kid's soccer team or some ski picture or whatever it might be, something about the company or something about them. That If they've got it on their desk or they've got it on their wall, it means they're proud of it and they probably would like to chat about it. So that's what I look for because it's a way to connect with someone on a personal level. Now, is there a danger at all of having your head on a swivel and not maybe being engaged because you're so worried about what's around you? Or what, what advice would you give in terms of keeping that to a minimum? Well, you kind of have to gauge each person. So, when you, you know, it's really that connection with a person and trying to see how friendly they are and, and you know, do they want to get right into questions or can you engage them a little bit? You have to gauge each person. You have to use all your instincts. You know, you definitely want to keep eye contact. You don't want to be, you know, if the person's looking at you, you don't want to have your eyeballs going all over the room. You want to be looking at that person. But a lot of times you walk into an office, the person says, oh, can I get you a glass of water? They turn around. When they turn around, you have a chance (laughs) to look around the office and see what that person's all about. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you're going to divert the conversation, but sometimes you have that opportunity or the person wants to have a friendly kind of opening conversation. And that's just a chance for you to, to connect. Is there any way or any guideline you could give to help make sure it's authentic so it doesn't come off as a little cheesy and out of the blue? Well, I mean, again, you have to gauge the person. And, you know, anyone, you know, I think if you show, it's it's sort of a general way of being. You know, if you are the kind of person that can show genuine interest when you meet people, then you're going to be fine. And that's kind of what I like to always, you know, recommend to people to try to be. If you can just be interested in other people and interested in the company that you're visiting, in the job that, you know, just showing that genuine interest will shine through. Another aspect that you had touched on in an article you wrote about this subject, the wardrobe of the people that are in there, whether it be the interviewers or maybe you see other employees, can you actually use any of that information to help you in the interview itself? Yes, you can. Sometimes you can. So first of all, when when you're observing, again, all the employees, if you're walking through the building, you're coming in the lobby, you get a sense of the culture, what the company's all about. It might be very different if you're interviewing at a, you know, New York Wall Street company versus if you're working at an ad agency or a tech company, right? It's going to be very different wardrobe. But again, just like in an office, people, you know, they represent themselves by what they wear. So sometimes you'll see People will have a, a, a tie from their college or, you know, they might have some kind of thing that they're wearing that they're, they're going to be proud of. It represents them. So, yeah, I just try to generally in any situation and even any kind of networking where I'm not even calling or working with a specific company, but I'm meeting people outside, try to be observant and generally interested. And it really goes a long way. Okay, good. Now, earlier you mentioned about possibly finding a problem or seeing an area where you think you could improve it. Are there certain types of issues that you could actually see from just that, you know, brief few minutes that you're walking around? Because I, I just wonder if that's maybe crossing a line of some sort, or maybe you, you're going to come off as, as arrogant, thinking you know the answer when you don't know all the details. What's, what's sort of the balance there of, of offering up a solution to a problem that you might see ahead of time? Um, well, I think that, you know, I agree with you. You don't want to be just saying, well, I can solve all your problems. I totally agree. But, but I think by being inquisitive and interested, again, it's the same thing. You, you know, tell me what's happened. Tell me about your trade show. I'd like to hear more about it. I see everyone's working, you know, moving, you know, right here. You, you can notice it. You notice it when you walk in. And you can see the, the buzz in the company and people are, are actively busy working on the projects. So to ask about it, just to show your interest. I'm not saying you're going to 
necessarily say, well, I can solve all your problems. You really wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But they'll oftentimes, by being inquisitive and asking a few questions, you'll find out. They'll say, well, we're we're really short-staffed, and we've got a problem because we have a deadline, and we've got to meet this deadline and be ready to ship this stuff out for our show, and we've got to do the training for the trade show, whatever it might be. You get that by asking questions, by being inquisitive. Right. And then... That helps you when you're interviewing, when they're, perhaps if that's related to the position, you can say, well, I noticed when they're asking you about you know, what your qualifications are, you can talk about, well, I noticed that I learned in the lobby that this is an issue and this is something I really am interested in. So, so a little bit, is, it is solving the problem, but you do it in a really professional way and that you, you're there and that you noticed it and you were told about it and that there's something you'd be eager to help them with. So far, we've been talking about you know, a number of tips and I think um, valuable insight into sort of giving yourself, again, that edge as you head into the interview. Let's look at it from the other side of things quickly then. What do you see as the biggest mistake or two that job seekers make when it does come to trying to steal with your eyes or be observant? What do you see as the, the biggest problems that job seekers have when it comes to this? You mean when they are stealing with their eyes? Yeah, when they're trying to be observant or maybe that's the problem is that they don't think about these things or wherever you want to go with it. But um, just in that idea of trying to get that leg up on the competition. I guess I, the biggest one, the biggest problem you're saying is a problem. The biggest problem I've seen is the upfront research because that's, first of all, that's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it don't even just limit it to, I mean, I mentioned those four areas, the company, the industry, the position and the people. Right. Right. So you can do that on the website. You can do that with social media. There's just so many ways you can do that. And if you're not doing that, it's going to become pretty clear. And that's, I'd say that's, and every, nowadays companies really expect that. That's like a, they really expect that you've done the research. I think that's a good point that it's, it's gotten to that point, as you said, of expectations. So if you don't do it, you're really hurting yourself in the wrong run. I mean, would you agree that's kind of where we're at now? Definitely. I mean, if you, if they're asking the question, why do you think you'd like to work here? And you don't, if you can't really articulate what about the company that you've learned and why, you know, why that's a good match for you, because you, you know, it, it, will, it will show through that if you haven't done the research. Sure. And I was wondering, can you talk about any specific circumstances, whether it be yourself or maybe individuals you've worked with, talked with, where it really did end up helping them land a job because they were able to be so observant and research ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I had this young grad, she graduated in 2000, I want to say 2011 or 2012, and she was looking for a position about six months later. Her, she had a first position, but she had reasons she had to make a change. And she was in the marketing social media world, and that's where so much of the action is right now. And she really studied their social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And so she came in with ideas. And, and the way she approached it, which I thought was really smart, it wasn't just, oh, I can help you and change your social media. First of all, she, she knew what to compliment, what, what successes they had, and she was able to articulate what a great job they had done with Facebook and Twitter, and she, w- she was specific about it because she, she had studied it, right? Sure. So, and then she was able to say, ask some really great questions about had they thought about Pinterest and some, other air, some social media platforms because this particular place where she was interviewing was a women's uh, group. Okay. And so she knew enough, so, so it showed that she not only knew social media, kind of knew the demographics of the social media platforms, but she had studied their sites and was able to uh, show that she could make a difference. So, and she got the, she got the job. 
<laughs> which of course is the the end result we're all looking for. So I think that's a great example. I think our listeners love hearing about those specific scenarios uh, to, to sort of put that tangible evidence into the theories we're kind of talking about here. So I appreciate you having that story. Sandra, again, I think we've touched on a lot of good tips and advice for our listeners who might be in these situations and, and feel like they struggle and they get to that interview portion. Uh, as we look to wrap up, we always like to give our guests the final word on the conversation. What would you like to share with the listeners as a takeaway and wrap up uh, this discussion today? Well, I've enjoyed I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think the big message is to keeping it simple, is do the research and be observant the whole way through. Because even being observant during the interview, there could be things that come across that as you do your follow-up, because remember the follow-up is important too, that you have to keep reminding the person that you met, you know, why you're such a great match. So you're observant all the way through and even as you're, as you're driving away and use that as uh, really good ammunition. So I really enjoyed this conversation. And we have as well, and I, I gather our listeners will have gotten some nice pointers from you and this discussion today. That will do it for us, though, on Job Search Guide. And again, we've been trying to give all of you an edge during your interview by looking to be ultra observant when you walk into the building. And as Sandra talked about, also making sure you do that research ahead of time. Again, sharing her insights with us today has been Sandra Long, the owner and president of Post Road Consulting, LLC. Sandra, thanks again for coming on LJN Radio today. Thanks very much, Tim. Really enjoyed it. And as always, want to hear from you, the listeners, for your ideas. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you do have any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.